Thank you so much for being a listener of the Deep Believer Show. We love our listeners, we pray for our listeners, and we love to hear from our listeners. So if you have anything you'd like to say, if you have any testimonies, or if you have any questions, leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Again, we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being a listener of The Deep Believer Show. Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer Bagnashi with Deep Believer. I know I say this every week, but I am super, super duper excited about this interview. Today, we have with us John Ramirez. I know he's a household name now, but you want to hear what he has to say today because he's going to expose the secrets, the cunning, conniving, and discreet secrets on how the devil gets us in ways that we don't even know the trickery that goes on where we just think it's an average day, but we allow the devil in. And you're going to want to hear, you're going to want to hear this. John Ramirez, thank you so much for being with us today. And Mary, my sister, blessing, blessing. I think it's going to be awesome. We're going to share the battlefield together. We're going to expose the devil. It's a bad day for the devil. It's going to be a good day for the church. Amen. Amen. Okay, so John, for those who do not know you, I know know most people know who you are, but Really quick, could you give a quick summary of your testimony super fast if anyone doesn't know? Absolutely. You know, my life was from the age of seven and a half. I was recruited from the second heaven, which is principalities. Uh, and then the first heaven is, is, is demons. And down to the down to the earth is uh, basically uh, territory spirits, familiar spirits, and uh, the devil's kingdom. And I was recruited from the second heaven at seven and a half years old with a necklace that fell from there at the age of seven and a half, the seven, the, the seven demonic powers of the dark side. At the age of eight, I was ready. My mom and my aunt were going to the witch's house to get card, tarot card readings. And actually, they were, the, the tarot card was for them. It wasn't for me. But when, as soon as I went there, the witch fixed her eyes on me, and she forgot about my aunt. She forgot about my mama, and she decided to focus on me and started prof, uh, demonic prophesying on me about things that was gonna to happen to me if I didn't do the first ceremony. A week later, I already did the first ceremony. And from there on, I went into the kingdom of darkness. I got married in Halloween. I had a demonic wedding in Halloween. I don't know why Christians celebrate Halloween, but that's another show. And I had a demonic wedding. I was a third high rank devil worshiper in New York City, from New York City to Cuba, Haiti, Miami, and back to New York. And I was, uh, I was high ranked. It's called when I did 25 years of devil worshiping, and it's called the shadows of the demonic in places that is so demonic and so high in the spirit realm and the atmosphere that you can't see me coming at once. The only way you know that I'm there when I got you by the throat. And I did 25 years of devil worshiping, recruiting. I was an evangelist, demonic warlock for the dark side to recruit people into the kingdom of darkness. I hung out with people that were related with Jennifer Lopez, Mark Anthony, all these people, Celia Cruz, uh, Tito Puente, all these people that were in the cult uh, for, for years on and with Santeria, spiritualism, and Paloma Yume. And in 1999, uh, Jesus knew my address. So I died in my apartment. I left my body, ended up in hell, and met the cross of Jesus Christ. The devil showed up in hell to convince me that I shouldn't leave the kingdom of darkness, that he was my daddy for 25 years. 
and Jesus, the cross of Jesus Christ, the cross of Calvary showed up in hell and defeated the devil. And I went back into my body and I became a believer. And I left a daddy that I could see, but daddy that I never saw in my life. And I became, I walked with Jesus now for 22 years of my life and never looked back. And I've been serving the Lord faithfully, uh, genuine, not perfect. No one is perfect but God, but genuine. And uh, been tested, proven, and had so much dents in my, in my armor for serving, the, serving the, the Lord, preaching the gospel, and setting the captives free. Amen? Amen. That was a fantastic I mean, you have a down pack. That was a fantastic <laughs> summary. But I want to get back to what you <laughs> what you said, though how how you started off. But this this it, it basically the inception was your father, though your father's the one of the reasons why my father was a warlock. Uh -huh. My father was a warlock. My father was a witch warlock. My father served the occult for years on end. My father actually would take my brothers and I. He would turn the living room on fire, affect you know, false fire. A, a, a mystical fire, a witchcraft fire, a true fire in the living room of the apartment and take my brother's knife, jump us over the fire to purify us, to dedicate us and do ceremony. I mean, my brothers and he'll send us to witchcraft, botanicas, which witchcraft shops to buy witchcraft stuff. And we see demons in a house walk around like human beings in a house. So we, I grew up in a house that I saw demons. Uh, and then after the devil was tied of my father, my father got shot in the face at the age of 33 for a woman that wasn't even his when he had a good wife before my father died. And then I was ushered into the kingdom of taking his spot to go higher. Wow. And then, and then you mentioned that you got married on Halloween. What's the point? Of, yeah. But what's, what's the point Halloween. of getting married on Halloween? But the point of getting married on Halloween, because when I got married on Halloween, it was a dedication to the demonic that I married to the devil. So it was a threefold marriage, me and my wife and the devil. Same way Christians come, when Christians come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, like myself and yourself, we marry to Jesus. We don't date Jesus. We marry to him. If you're dating Jesus, you're not a believer. I like that. I like that. That's good. And then you mentioned Hollywood. There's a copycat. He's yeah, Exactly. A copycat. And then, so I mentioned, I, I know you mentioned earlier that um, you mentioned Hollywood. And we talked about this earlier about Hollywood. Could you just touch on Hollywood? What we talked about earlier, because this is really important. Um, the dangers well, of what everybody's following now and the celebrities they're following and what they're into. And it's right in our face. The brand, the brand, the devil's into brand, the devil's into culture, the devil's into fashion, the devil's into music, because the devil knows those are the avenues, the gateways and portals of influence is people. So you got people that would rather go to a concert and raise up hands, but they don't raise up hands in church, right? So the devil wants a form of worship, right? So he uses the fashion houses, like the one out there today, I can't pronounce the name, that is so satanic and despicable. I call it the way it is. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm like a Puerto Rican Kanye West. And man, I call it, <laughs> I call it the way it is. A bunch of devil uh, agents of the devil. You know, that you got the Kardashians caught up with it. You got all these fashion people. They don't want to speak up against it because they know if you speak up, the devil will cut your tongue. You see, the devil will cut your tongue because you engrafted with the devil now. You're in bed with the devil now. You're married to the devil. And now the devil owns you. He has the legal rights. He owns real estate over your life. And if you speak against this house, you speak against this kingdom, you will pay the ultimate price. Because when I was 25 years devil worshiping, and we had to walk a line called fear, fear, 
fear. You know, we had to walk that line that if we crossed the line serving the devil, you would die prematurely. So, so these fashion houses, they use fashion. They use, you know, the reason the devil was able, and I, we shared this earlier, to have a third of the angels fight against heaven. He was an influencer. So now the devil will give you, when you buy into the contract, sell your soul to the devil. <clears throat> he gives you influence. Influence brings power, and power brings money. If you look at Jay-Z, Beyonce, you look at Mark Anthony, Jennifer Lopez, I was telling you earlier, Jennifer Lopez can't sing if her life depended on it, right? If you look at these people, <laughs> truth be told, what they have in common, look at them. Look, look, at, look at the blueprint of who they are. Influence, money, power and money. They, got, they all carry the same identity into the world. To do the devil's bidding and we 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 could sing the songs as christians but we don't know psalms 23. think about it mm. it, it, it is the bottom of despicable how the devil infiltrates culture to culture to, to nationalities to 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 regions of neighborhoods communities state and countries this is what i did as a devil worshiper when i used to astral project i would release into the atmosphere these things, the diabolical things of ingredients of the devil. And then they will infiltrate the people. And then the eye gate, mouth gate, ear gate, and then it's on TV, the one eye monster called television in your house to, to, to brainwash you, to numb you down so you can buy into the system so I can put you in a component and control you. Wow, wow. Now, when you say you used to astral project, was it like you were, did it feel like you were in a different realm? Yeah, different realm in the spirit. I'm actually projecting. I had, a, I had a contract with a demon that I would actually project so I can curse the region. So put spirit of poverty in one region, put spirit of homosexuality in another region, put premature death spirits in another region. So, so people can kill each other. People can have homosexual spirit because God didn't call you to be a homosexual. I call you the way it is. God called you to be a man and God called you to be a woman. There's no in between with the Lord. Amen. God Amen. called then poverty spirit so your mind will be stuck in your projects so you can't see about the projects so your your world is the projects because i was able to manipulate you and control you by the witchcraft i put in the atmosphere that it fell upon you that you think that your life was all about the projects. you can't see beyond the projects you can't see beyond government cheese you can't see beyond welfare full stamp your mind is controlled by the enemy but god has put gifts treasure in you that you can be an entrepreneur, you can be a business owner, you can be a person that you can write amazing books for the Lord, but you adapt it to your old DNA because the devil wants you to live in, in the past of your old DNA and not according to what God has for you. So, but when you would put curses on different areas, matter of fact, for there's, there's I'm going to say Colorado, for instance, they have a huge issue with depression. What do you say is do you believe is a strong man over Colorado? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the strong man over Colorado over depression. Depression brings uh, discouragement. First, it starts with discouragement, and then they start with depression, and then it brings oppression, and then from oppression they walk together and bring suicide. Wow, wow! Because we do have one of the highest See, rates it, in the United States. Yeah, yeah bring suicide. So premature death—that's what it's called. Premature death. Die before your time. Mm, so you I won't have... discover Jesus. You won't discover your purpose and your destiny. When you have that strong man, because you know, because you know, you were into it, but now you're walking for Jesus, praise God. 
how I do find you... the strong man over the region. I separate every demon from one another. I change their language. I let them attack one another. I break the spirit of oppression, depression over the neighborhood. I incarcerate every demonic devil in that region. I plead the blood from the north, the south, the east, and the west. I release angels from Michael's quarter to destroy this man to uproot every satanic demonic attack. And every region has a demonic altar. I shut down that altar in the name of Jesus Christ. I break that altar because the demons can't go there and get fed and get strong. They can't get demonic powers from that altar anymore. So if I shut down the altar, I separate one from another. Where are you running, Julio? I got you. Amen. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And then prior, you were talking about, and this has been discussed about three times on this show, the silver cord. You're about the fourth person now to talk about the silver cord you would know because you were involved in it. And well, you- I, I should break that. But I, I did have more mileage than Delta. And matter of fact, speaking of mileage, I'm gonna we're gonna get back to my <laughs> previous question. How far were you able to go in astral projection to Europe, put curses on Europe. regions? No I way. I will go to Europe. I will go to London. Yeah, yeah. Astral project. You're not time by. You're not bound by time and space. And and uh, time and space. You. I, I would actually project. Demons move. I mean, the sound of speed of light. I can. I went to. I went to Europe. I cursed Europe. I would sleep during the day. I would, I would just try to go during the day so I can curse Europe. And then uh, during the night, I would leave and curse other regions, other neighborhood, whatever assignment the demon had. I would actually project. When you come back into your body, you feel filthy, you feel dirty, you feel heavy because it's unclean. It's unclean. It's unrighteous. It's despicable in the eyes of God. When Christians, sometimes Christians say, well, I, Christians actually project. No, you don't. Do you have a contract with the devil? You don't have no contract with Jesus. We don't actually project. Stop playing that. That's not true. That means you got mixture if you're actually projecting, mm-hmm. you know. So actually projecting from the kingdom of darkness. Halloween is for the kingdom of darkness. We don't do Halloween. We don't actually project. These are the things that we need to understand as believers. And uh, and I actually projected. I never after God delivered me, and uh, I went to the baptism pool. God put His hands. I saw God Jesus' hands went into the baptism pool and ripped out every ceremony out of my body. I never asked to project it after that. Praise God. Because I, I have been getting messages from people who say they don't believe astral projection is bad because they leave their body sometimes. They're When they're in bed, they just yeah. lift well, up and they say well, they're asleep. If you're a believer, if you're a believer and you're in Christ and you got the Holy Spirit in you, there's no reason for you to ask to project. And ask to project into contact with the demon. That's what they call it the civil court. The civil court is not like a, like a cord or something like that, like an extension cord. That's just a metaphor of what's saying contract with a demon. There's a demon in the demonic world that uses you to astral project because he needs a body. He needs a person to come in agreement with him. So if the astral projecting in civil court is the agreement, the contract, the legal rights that you're giving a demon to use you, the ceremony that was done. So you can astral project and leave your body and come back to your body. Now, when you go, would you go on demand or did you have to be ordered to do it? Assignment. Assignment. It was assignments emissions. I remember one time I actually projected, this twice happened to me twice. I actually projected, right? And I, all the years I actually projected. This is the only time that ever happened to me twice in the years that I actually projected. I ended up in a Christian neighborhood. I saw Christians in the spirit, right? They knew how to pray spiritual warfare. So when I got there, they were waiting for me. They were in a circle holding, right? And I know they were Christians because they were dressed funny. They didn't know how to dress. So I know they were dressed funny. Right. So they didn't know how to dress. They were dressed like wacky clothes, but they were Christian. The reason they were in a circle, it shows sign of unity. They were in a circle. There's power in unity. There's power in agreement. That's why they were in a circle. So I realized they were in a circle. They was praying in the spirit. 
I don't know what church was this. I don't know what congregation was this. I don't know what intercessors they were, but they were able to chase me out of the region and cancel my assignment. How did they chase you? By prayer. Wow. So were you able to see angels and demons? No, I saw them praying in a circle in unity uh -huh. and they were praying and the prayers that they were doing, they were, they were dismantling my operation, my mm -hmm. assignment and my mission in that place. So they chased me out and they had to, they had to, and then they started chasing after me in prayer. They started to run after me praying and they chased me out. And I was so upset that night that I was not able to curse that neighborhood. Were you or cursed punished? That because that was your assignment. So no, I, I wasn't punished. The devil was upset with me because the devil was saying, you should try harder. Oh. And I try hard, but that, that them, them people, they have arsenals of heaven in their mouths. So would you say that... Two-edged sword. <laughs> Amen. So would you say that the body of Christ is far more stronger than what the devil has for his people? All day long, every day. But you don't know how to use your weapons. That's what's wrong with the body of Christ. We don't know how to use the weapons because we, we like bipolar Christians. You know, sometimes we feel like a Christian. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we feel like a believer. Sometimes not. The Lord said, be Steady, be still, know that I'm God. You got to, you got to, you know, as a believer, I mean, walking 22 years, I've been just to do witchcraft. I would, I, I just, I just did a deliverance yesterday, uh, the day before yesterday in um, South Texas. The girl got demon possessed. It took an hour and a half to get the demon out of her. You know what she, the demon said to me? You traitor, you left us. You traitors, you left us. Wow. You know, I was in Arizona. I cast out a principality from a girl. You know what the principality said to me? I waited 20 years to fight you. And, and, and 20 years to fight you. And I, you know what I told the principality? You're more patient than a lot of Christians I know. And 20, <laughs> 20 years to fight you. That's what the demon, you know what the demon told the bishop? You know what the principality said? Shut your mouth, you're weak. You can't do nothing here. Mm. You see? And, and but, but, but we, you know, we, all, we are the only ones that carry the authority, the authority and the anointing. To deal with demons we're the only christians not not buddhist not muhammad none of that we carry the authority and the, we carry heaven we we the armor of god is putting on jesus and we have that we have that anointing and the power to deal with the kingdom of darkness any given day even in our dreams we can deal with these devils because we are anointed we've been called for this to fight the good fight for the kingdom for other people to know Jesus Christ and they can be set free. they can be set free. Amen. And that's what our armor is for. So, and, but my Man. question is because you say you cast out demons and I know a lot of people who do, what happens if you have fear while you attempt to cast out the demons? Well, then you, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be like, remember Gillian, he had 32,000 and he ended up with three. Everybody had fear went home. Right. So you can't be in the fight. God can't use you if you got fear. Right. Either you bold and you have faith and you're courageous and you go into the battlefield like David did. David had no fear. He just chased after the giant. The giant didn't chase David. He chased the giant. Right. right? So 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 you, if you have fear and then you, you then you're not ready for the, you're not ready for the end time fight. If you have fear, you're not and you're not ready. Um, how could you fear the devil when he's defeated? How could you fear the kingdom of darkness when they're under your feet? I mean, th that's a false reality that God, the devil put in your mind to believe that. Hey, the only person I fear is Christ and Christ alone. Amen. I don't care. You can bring, you can bring any prince. You can bring any witch. I, I challenge Madeline Manson. I challenge Madeline Manson. I didn't fear him. I, and I'm not saying that to brag to boast or anything. I just want him to get saved because if he can say how many people he can bring to the kingdom.
Amen. You know, Amen. I, you know I'm, I'm, I got off the little bus in school, so I get half a credit for all the people he bring into the king. I believe in half a credit <laughs> in heaven. <laughs> well, back hey, to that. If I can get man to man save, if I can get him saving Jesus, and how many people he'll bring, every person he'll bring, God will give me half a credit. And I'm glad you went to that because I find that the ones who are like yourself, the ones who were so rooted into evil, when they become born again, they become so powerful for the kingdom of God. I mean, they just shake up hell so much and bring down heaven. Mm -hmm. But the contracts, since you mentioned Marilyn Manson, the contracts you mentioned, and I didn't know this part because I know that there's contracts. And I always thought that, you know, the devil has the contracts. And then once it's over, you're dead. But you said not all the time. Is that so? Not all the time. You got contracts with the devil. We got covenant with God. See the difference? Wow. The devil got contract. We got covenant. The devil got a plot. God has a plan. God's covenant is a promise and it's beautiful. The, mm -hmm. But you can read mm -hmm. up the devil's contract. If you are in the occult, you can read up your contract. So even if yours expire, matter of fact, you mentioned Cardi B. Could you share what it's called? Cardi B, the contract is expired. And Cardi B was crying like a little girl until I'm crying a little bell after the devil gave you all the goodies. You know, you went to the candy store, you went to the devil's Toys R Us store, and you got all the goodies. Now the devil's telling you, you got to go higher, you got to go deeper, and you got to be more despicable. You have to be more shameful. You have to be more to draw more people to my kingdom. Right? That's what the devil said. If you don't, you'll lose your daughter. You'll lose a family member. That's what the devil does. And you're going to continue to work for me until I decide to let you go. And if he die, if the devil decides to let you go, he'll kill you. That's the contract. He'll kill you. Your expiration day is done. So you have now you have to go deeper and higher to do the witchcraft that you need to do in the new covenant, the new contracts that he, he gives you, the new assignments he gives you that you have to fulfill. Because the devil's not gonna let you go. It's like the it's like the drug dealer. You sell marijuana today for the drug dealer. Tomorrow he has you selling cocaine. And then come the next day, you want more money, you want more power, you want more prestige. Now you're going to sell meth. He'll trust you with the marijuana. He'll get you started with the marijuana. So he can see if, you, if you're a good seller, if you do well for him. And once you do that, he said, okay, now it's time to move up to the next level. Now you can sell cocaine. So just, just share, I'm, sharing, I'm, I'm just sharing how the, how, how the devil does in steps. Now, now, now you're doing, you, did, you did the cocaine. You were faithful to that. Now you got to sell meth. Now you're faithful to that. Same thing. I give you the contract. I give you influence. Now you're faithful to that. Now I give you the contract, I give you power. Now you're faithful to that. And I give you the contract, I give you money. Because they're all chasing the same, they're all, they're all chasing the same thing. Think about it. You look at down the line, they're all chasing the same thing. Right? So it's patterns and cycles of repeat. They're chasing the same thing. I lived in a demonic world for 25 years. Ain't nothing new with the devil. The devil got old system. He just he know how to dress him up new. Mm. The devil can't create nothing. The devil's created. God created everything. God is not created. God always was here. He always was. And he always will be. And I got news for you. He's coming back. Amen. Yes, he is. One day soon. He, he came He came as your lawyer to plead your crazy case. But the same lawyer that left, he's coming back as a judge to judge your case. So for these people who are in these contracts, and you mentioned to me that you can re-up them, is there, um, is there a certain time frame where it, has to end or do, do they vary depending on the depending on the contract depending on the person i mean look at the kardashians they turn a man into a woman i mean how, how, how they, they, and look at the witchcraft they got going they turn a man into a woman i mean i'm a, I'm a mocking a sad story to say that this man had, had this man was an olympic winner 
this man, uh, you know, he could have been a great role model for children, for people, you know, the right way. He doesn't, he, Bruce Jenner didn't have a bad heart. You know, he was in a, a despicable person I, that's, uh, that I know of him, but they turn him into a woman to witchcraft. I mean, this is what they do. This is the witches. This is what the devil does. The devil, you know, he sees the moment, he makes you a target, and he goes after you. And this is what they do. And this is what they did to this man. You know, this man, I'm sure at night, the tormentors come to torment him. I promise you that. You might put on the makeup. You might put on the Louis Vuitton. You might put on the, you know, the Chanel on. But at night, the demons come for you. Same thing I was telling you on the show. Michael Jackson was a talented young, a talented man. Prince was a talented man. Man, that, that God gave him, God gave them a gift. Every good gift comes from above. Neither depend what you do with it. You want to prostitute the gift or you want to give God honor. The devil don't give gifts. The devil prostitutes the gift. The devil can't give you nothing. He prostitutes what God already gave you. So that's what the devil does. You know, when, when people say, I'm a, I'm, there's, there's people in the body of Christ are prophetic. The devil has the amount of prophetic people. He stole the gift. The devil has seers, right? People that see. The devil stole the gift. The devil has people that do tower car readings, right? Uh, tower car readings, right? They, they, you know, those are false, false, fortune tellers. They don't know your future. Let me just say something real quick. Can I say something real quick? Please. So, so people out there saying, I got my cars read. I got my tower cars read. The devil told me this. Let me tell you how that works. Let me tell you how that works. Let me, let me expose this right now. Okay. So, and if you want to bring any devil worship on your show and challenge me, please do. I'm willing to take the Pepsi challenge. Trust me. I want to take the Pepsi challenge. You can bring any, any devil worshiper. You can bring Snoopy. You can bring Charlie Brown up in there. Any devil worshiper you want to bring. Madam Manson, if you're listening, you want to come on her show. I challenge you too. I challenge, I, uh, I challenge, um, Matt, no, no, Charles, Charles Manson. I challenge him. And I did a, I did a, a TV show called the Travel Channel, and I exposed all his theory, all his demonic theory. I was on the Travel Channel, and they told me how much you want to pay you. I said, you don't have to pay me nothing, as long as you let me say Jesus on your show. Amen. And I went on the Travel Channel between uh, Death Valley, between California and uh, Vegas. Death Valley, when uh, Madeline Manson went there, Char uh, Charles Manson went there to get the contract for the devil to kill the people in Hollywood. He did the contract there. I went there because he said it was the devil's hole. So you, that's a hole, a portal to go to hell. Yes, and no, it's not. That is the tenth of meeting that, that he used to meet the devil there with his clan, with his cronies, to kill the people in Hollywood, to do the bloodshed, human sacrifice. So he met the devil there, got the instruction, got the orders from the devil in Death Valley. The devil met him there so he can get the contract, so he can go out with the assignment and kill those precious people in Hollywood, right? So I told him that's, that's like the, the devil copy. In the Old Testament, they had the tent of meeting with Moses in the tabernacle, right? Yeah. They, it wasn't a portal to heaven. They had that. So the devil copied in Death Valley a portal so he can meet there, so he can have the contract. He can have the, he can have the contract and the demonic assignment to go kill those people. I exposed that in the travel channel. In the travel, I told, I don't believe in a man upstairs. I don't believe in smoke. I don't believe in a higher power. I don't believe in none of that crap. You let me come on your show and say, Jesus, I'll do your show and expose little, little, little Charles Manson in jail. I exposed this theory. Brought me on was the best show in Canada. Number one show in Canada. Every five minutes, Jesus, Jesus, every five minutes. I rocked that name. I rocked that name. I put fire upon them devils in, that, in Death Valley. Number one show. Because I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed to say his name. Wow, John, I didn't know that. So you said it was on a channel on a travel channel. 
Travel Channel. The Travel Channel is like the History Channel. Yeah, but what the show Travel was Channel, it? Heaving Channel. It was a Heaving Channel. It, it's I, the, I, the, the documentary. It's a Heaving Channel. What was I was in the Heaving Channel party. It's called the uh, Mysteries. Uh, I, I'll send it to you. It's okay. called Mysteries Apart or something like that. And it was the number one show in Canada. Watch ever. I got pictures of Madame Manson's truck. He left it there in 1960. He left his pickup truck there when he got arrested. I got this shack that he lived there. I, I went into the shack. I sat there. I went into, I saw the, I saw the truck. I got all those videos. I could send it to you. I was not afraid of the devil. I fear God. I bought it to the devil. I stole his lunch that day in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> so you did all this, which is amazing. And it's being done all over the world. So these people like Marilyn Manson, Charlie, uh, Charlie Manson, right? Charlie Manson too. And yeah, he, he died recently. You yeah, know that. And I send them a book in jail. I send them a book. I tell me, you want me to go visit? I pay my own ticket. I come visit you in jail. He never responded. Mm, wow. Well, I hope he, he died read. without Christ. That's sad. I hope he did. I hope he did. Because you know, we know parts. And I shouldn't say that. I take that back because we know parts. Yeah. You know, we know the we know the now. God knows the after. Yeah. We know what's in front of us. God knows what's ahead of us. Mm-hmm. You know? And let me just say one more thing about car reading. The tarot car readings work like this. They break the cars in three. They're breaking, they tell you they break into three piles. Past, present, and future. That's what the witch does. Right? So the witch tells you your past because now the witch don't know you. The first time she met you. That's the entrapment. Got it? That's the entrapment. Now the witch releases with a familiar spirit in her ear telling you about your past. This familiar spirit that walked the earth and know your past. Right? And then they tell you, you had an abortion. You had this. You had that. You're like, oh my God, how she know these things? She, she don't even know me. She's gifted. She knows my... No. That's a setup. Now she got your mind. She got your thoughts. She got your mind. See? Now she tell you, take the middle card deck. I'm going to tell you what's going on with your life now. Familiar spirits. Tell you what's going on with your life now. Oh, you know, you lost money. Uh, your marriage is not doing well. She'll tell you all these things, right? Because they see what's going on. Monitoring spirits. Familiar spirits. They tell you, now you captivated. Before she had your mind, now she's captivated you. You see, she captivated you. Because she's telling you things. They said, how she know these things about me? She don't know me. She just met me. She got entrapment, right? And then the third pile is your future. Your third pile is your future. So now she's going to tell you your future. The witch don't know her own future. She don't know what's going to happen 10 minutes from now to her. But she's going to tell you yours, right? So this is what she said. Well, I see a car accident happening. I see your husband cheating. I see these things happening. But I, I can stop it. If you do a ceremony, you do a cleansing, you do a ritual, we can stop it. And we can protect your family. This is what she said, right? And then she said it's going to cost you $5,000 to do it. You go, oh, my God, $5,000 is a lot of money. I don't know. Let me think about it. She said, you got 30 days to think about it. All, all hell break, all hell is going to break loose in your home. So now you go with the fear and the worry with you. But now the demon that was talking to her goes home with you because you gave them legal rights. So the demon that go home with you is going to perform these things because you can't see what you can't stop. So the demon is going to put a, a lust spirit on your husband a perversion spirit, break up your marriage. Now your marriage is on the brinks. You come back to the witch. You say, oh my God, everything you said, it happened. No, the demon did it. That's not knowing your future. The demon brought chaos to your house because you opened the demonic door to the demon to come to your house, to torment your house, to torment your marriage, to hurt your kids. 
now these things happen. You think the witch should know the future. And then you give her your $5,000. Now you're desperate. You give her the five grand, you're desperate. And she calls the demon back. And everything goes back to normal. Wow. See? They don't tell you that. You sit that witch in front of me right now. Watch me, watch me dismantle her in the spirit and expose her who she is. Wow. I did this for 25 years. I play this game with people. I send demons to your house to monitor you. I send demons to torment you. I send demons to put sickness on you. I put demons to put to, to put demonic dreams in you. I did this thing. Now, I'm not proud. I'm not boasting because my stuff is under the blood. I'm not proud. I'm helping you. That the only person that knows your tomorrow is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He's holding the pen of your story. Now, these monitoring, these monitoring spirits you mentioned, are these demons spirits. or are these people astral projecting? All demons. All demons. All demons monitoring you. The only time you astral project is when a demon is going to take you out of your body so you can do demonic assignment over regions, neighborhoods, and communities. That's what they do. Wow. Listen, I did it all. I killed animals. I did the animal sacrifices. I did all that stuff. I killed more chicken than Frank Purdue. I was a chicken, I was a serial chicken killer. KFC is really mad with you right now. So KFC want to hire me. (laughs) But this is why I wanted you on because this particular topic right here, because you mentioned card readings and knowing futures. But when I read your book years ago, Out of the Devil's Cauldron, guys, if you have not read this book, please read it. I mean, I read books, but I sometimes get halfway and stop and read it, you know, years down the line. But his was, was one of the only ones where I was able to finish. And he said something that he used to do that stuck with me. I mean, it stuck with me. And this was, John, you would go to parties. You would go to house parties or clubs or whatever. House party, club, lounges. Uh-huh. And but which it, trap on people? Yeah, and yeah. You're and the devil's so- playground. You're the devil's camp. You, you're already in the devil's playground. Alcohol, drinking, all that stuff. Cocaine. Uh, people do cocaine in the bathrooms. People were getting high. People were drinking the music. The lyrics of the music was in camp was in contaminating your spirit. The lyrics of the music. That's what the Lord said. Your ear gate. Your ear gate. The stuff that goes in it goes into your spirit, man. It either brings glory to God or it brings it contaminate your spirit. It brings a heaviness. You start chanting the words. You know. You have Ricky Ricardo. I love Lucy. You'll have a good laugh, but Ricky Ricardo was saying Baba Lua, yeah. Then you usher that demon into your house because he's chanting to the demon that he worshiped from Cuba, from Santeria. You know, you have things on television. They put it, they repeat it over and over because they want to they want to mind control you. Repeat it over and over. You ever seen on Facebook? You ever seen you go to you go to a place, you go into one of these uh, things and you're shopping for a toaster, right? And then before you know it, you look or you go to Facebook, the toaster shows up at Facebook. You're like, huh? How was the Amazon? <laughs> the toaster's following me. <laughs> the toaster, because they, 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 the toaster is, is, is stalking me. <laughs> the toaster is stalking because they know they can work up here mm. until you buy it. Until you buy it. You buy the toaster or you buy into the system of the demonic. They work up here. And then the, here, the mouth gate. Proverbs 18, 21, life and death lays on your tongue. What are you speaking? What are you saying? What are you coming in agreement with with your words? The devil has a devil. The devil has a demon that is assigned to your words. 
Did you yeah. see this? Or you just worked with this? Yeah, I know this. I know this. 25 years of never worshipping. I know this. I, you know, I know this. Because because when I was in the witchcraft world, when I didn't have money to buy ingredients to do witchcraft on people, I used my words. My word has power in the demonic world. What Jesus did, he spoke the word into existence mm -hmm. by his words. That's right. True? Yep. So in the demonic world, we use it for the demonic side. It's still a, it's a it's a principle. It's a principle. I use it. So I start cursing you, premature death. I start cursing the person. And let's just put it this way. I start cursing the person. Let that person have cancer. Let that person have cancer. I keep repeating it. And then a demon will go with it and put the cancer on the person. Wow. wow. That's why you gotta be careful when you that's why Christians talk ignorant. Oh, my mama had cancer. Maybe I'll get cancer. Maybe that happened to me. Shut your mouth. Renounce that. Curse it to the root. My mom had cancer. That will never happen to me in the name of Jesus Christ. That curse in my family is broken in Jesus' name. That will not travel to my family, to my daughters, to my sons, to my any loved ones in my family. We cancel that assignment in the name of Jesus. Why would you speak death into your life? When God said, speak life. When God said, I, 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 when the Lord said, I'll give you life or death, pick life. He even give you the answer. And Christian entrapped himself by the demon that is assigned to your words that you made a, a contract with the demon. And now the demon got real, he owns real estate and legal rights over your words. And people think this is a joke. This is don't happen. This is not true. I don't believe it. You're just a lukewarm Christian. You don't know what direction you're going, baby. Mm -hmm. You stuck, you stuck on stupid. That's what you're stuck on. Because the truth be told, Christ speaks. The Bible says it everything. You can't get any, listen, the best manual for a human being is the Bible. Not the Quran, not the other crazy books, the Bible. And I got news for you. The author of that book is still alive. Everybody else dead. Praise God. Praise God. And you know, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And this yeah, is Proverbs like, 18, 21. Uh-huh. So it's a truth. And the devil, like you said, he copies. He uses that advantage. Now, but that's mm -hmm, what I was mm -hmm. getting at, how you would go to parties. And this is why I wanted you, because the world is so deceived, especially in America and Europe right now, where and I'm pretty sure the whole world, but the way you would trick people was so cunning and conniving, yet slick. Everybody needs to know how you did this, how you would meet people and get them comfortable. And then you would trap them mm -hmm. up. Could you just please tell us how, how you did that? So Christians and non-Christians alike won't fall prey and know what to do. Let me just share one thing. I'm going to show you that. I'm going to share that. Give me, share, give me one, a second. Mixture. The devil wants you to have mixture. Mixture? Mixture means mixture. Like mixture. M-I-X. Mixture. Like when you have mixture. Mi mixture means this. You have half of Jesus, half of the world. You have half of Jesus, you have half of the devil. That's mixture. Wow. Right? In the Bible, we call it. And we call it lukewarm. Lukewarm Christians in Revelation, God spits you back out. You don't make heaven. Mixture in the Bible, in the devil's kingdom, is you can play both sides. Mixture. So when I go to parties, I will see I will see people, Christians there in the parties. These are mixture Christians, the ones that got mixture. They still have a taste of the word in their mouth, but they still go to church on Sunday and they think they're going to heaven. So I will go and say, hey, how you doing? How are you? My name is John. How are you doing? He said, you know, it's something interesting. I was watching you from the corner over there, and I saw something really interesting about you. Man, I, I have to tell you, you know, what do you think? You know, I, I know something about you that's going to shock you. Now, the Christians that are there, they, they got wine in the system. The music is playing. 
the, the demonic atmosphere sat. And they tell me, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I said, I, there's something about you that's really, really amazing, interesting, phenomenal. Now they open the door. What is it? Tell me. I trapped you. You fell into my trap. Now, now it's me. instead of me being in your holy atmosphere, I just dragged you into my demonic atmosphere. And now you're open to receive what I have to tell you by source that was the witch looking for Samuel. And the spirit of suicide jumped on Saul. He committed suicide. Now I got legal rights over you because instead of you dragging me into the kingdom of Jesus, I dragged into the kingdom of darkness. And now your spirit is open to receive what I have to tell you. So I'm going to sugarcoat it because I don't want to give it to you heavy. And then once I know I have you trapped, then I give you the heavy part. Wow. That's the game I play. And that's how I recruited Christians to the dark side. How did you know they were Christians? Because I mean, the devil told me he's a wow. Christian. And then you, you even mentioned that you didn't know things about people, but you're... The demon you tells it? me. The demon. The, the demon, demon. The witchcraft you. power. The, mm -hmm. the familiar spirit tells me things about them. You know, they're still doing, they're still doing it, they're still doing that. They're still trapped with this, still trapped with that because the demon got you trapped. He's going to tell me so I can tell you. And then on top of that, I tell you one thing. Anton LaVey had a church in California. It's called the Church of Satan back in the 60s. Listen to this part. He had 8,000 members in his church back then. And 4,000 members was ex-evangelical Christians. <gasps> no. Yeah, yeah, true story. Why do you think ex-evangelical Christians were there. What do you think happened to get them there? Because when you lose the fear of God, you do whatever mm. is right in your own eyes. You form a, listen, you form a Jesus in your mind. It's not the same in the Bible. That's what the devil does. The devil format a, a Christ in your mind. It's not the same in the Bible. That's the one, that's that scripture said, a form of godliness, form of godliness, but denying the power. And you, you, you live on that. And when you wake up, remember the parable? The man got to heaven, and Jesus said, what are you doing here? And the man was done for. He said, he said cast him out to outer darkness. Because the man thought, the man thought, listen, I snuck into a lot of movie theaters when I was young. I didn't have money to pay for movie tickets. And then when, they, when I got caught, they would say, hey, you know, where's the movie ticket? Well, I thought I had it. I lost it in the bathroom. I had a story to try to, you know, defend the fact that I paid for my ticket. So the guy that snuck into, in, the guy that got into heaven in the parables, he didn't have a story. He didn't make up, oh, I was here. I thought I, he, he, he was done fine. He couldn't believe that he got to heaven and, and they had to cast him out to out of darkness. You know, and, 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 and I told believers, either you're in, you're out, you can't be in between. Either you're hot or you're cold, you can't be lukewarm. Yeah. Either you're, you're a believer and you sold out. I have a, you know, 700 club. When I first, when they, when I, that's my first interviews, 700 Club. I did, I did, I wrote a contract. See, I got my, over here, I got my marks cut by the devil mm. when I sold my soul that night. And with a razor blade, shed the blood and signed the contract to a skull that shows up and the devil shows up at midnight. And out of 17 warlocks that were there, I was picked the highest ranked warlock there. People fainted that night because the devil was so strong in that room when we saw our soul. But people fainted and passed out. They had to wake him up to finish the ceremony. And, uh, and the devil showed up after midnight. They sing a demonic song. I might have been going to repeat it, but they sing a demonic song. The devil comes in to collect the contract. And then they cut you open here, here, the cross upside down in your skin. They cut you up here, up here. They cut the cross up here. 
They did all these ceremonies, the bottle of blood all over the place, animal rituals all over the place. The devil shows up to collect. You feel the presence of the devil come into that room to collect the blood in the contract. Because you see, the devil knows there's power in the blood, wow. but the virgin of blood, the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood, the blood of Jesus. So all this stuff happened. I, and I was, I had the, the in my in my flesh, I got carved in the 21 road to the dark side in my flesh with a razor. And people passed out. And I was the only one that didn't pass out. I was the only one standing and took the ceremony completely. And everybody, a lot of people were passing out and they would have to wake them up to continue to do the ceremony. And uh, and because of the shed of blood all over the place, human blood. I did all that. I got married in Halloween. I had a speakable demonic wedding in Halloween. Why would I why would why would I want to cheat on God? Why would I want to serve two masters? Why would I want to be lukewarm? Why would I want to dabble in the world? Why would I want to lose the fear of God? Why would I want to make my daddy that give me everything, save me, sanctify me, knew my address, took me to hell, bought me back? Why would why would I want to disappoint him? I don't want to disappoint Jesus. Am I perfect? I make mistakes, of course I do. But you know, it's genuine. I repent. I, I'm a genuine Christian. Every day I get up in the morning, I want to serve him with everything I got. I want to give him everything I got because I, he, he, I, listen, I owe him, I owe him everything. He owes me nothing, and and I'm in love with him. I, the day I die, if I go to heaven, when I go to heaven, I don't want to go to heaven because it's heaven. I want to go there because he's there. I went to hell in 1999. I, you know, crazy about hell. When I got to hell in 1999, when I walked the portals of hell, the ground breathed like a human person. The ground breathed every time I stepped in the ground in hell. It went. Whoo, like a person and then the, the tormenting fear in hell the tormenting fear in hell is nothing like the earth you know you can be driving down the road someone cuts you off you panic you know you, the drilling go up fear go up and then it goes the the, the the tormenting fear in hell the ground in there's no ground on the earth like the one in hell and then the ground the ground in in the the, the fear in hell it, the best way i can describe it to you it wraps around you like a tie song like a like a straight jacket it wraps around you and you can't rip it off. You can't take it. It becomes, part, it becomes who you are. And then when it breathes on you, it torments you. A torment like you never seen before. A torment you never felt in your whole life. And I was running to the portals of hell trying to find a way out. And you know, everyone in hell had the same thing in common. They would love to hear the word repent one more time. And I was walking to the portals of hell trying to find a way out. I couldn't see the hand in my face. That's how pitch black it is. And then all I heard, all I heard, crazy noises and undescribable noises you never hear on the earth and the devil showed up in hell with the wings the devil showed up in hell the first part he showed up he said i loved you like a son i loved you i give you power i give you this i give you money i give you prestige i give you this the devil can never love you because you made an image of god period the devil is a liar he's a trickster he's a liar and he went to grab me and the, the old Calvary cross of Jesus showed up in hell for a sinner like me. And the devil touched it and the devil melt. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't deal with the power of the cross. And then when I went deep into hell, the devil came out the second time. He came out with the wings and the horns like never before, furious. And then I showed him my marks. I said, I destroy you with these marks. He said, I gave you, that's my contract that I own you. And I said to the devil, and then I said, he went to grab me again. Now the garments of the devil is filthy because he fell from heaven. His garments are filthy. He got stains on his garment. And he went to grab me again. And the cross of Calvary, the one that Jesus hung high and wide, showed up in hell. 
Jesus said in the Psalms, if you make your bed in hell, I'm there. He showed up in hell to save a loser like me. When I came back, I was the donkey that was tied up in the New Testament. Jesus said, go get him. I need of help. I'm cool to be the donkey in the story of the Bible. Because when Jesus sit on your back, the life is transformed. And that's John Ramirez's story. Wow. From in 2000, in 2019, March 11th, I died in my apartment. I died in my apartment and I was heading out the windows like I showed you earlier. And I saw my body there, dead. And all the words that came out of my mouth were these words, Lord, I'm disappointed that you're taking me home early. I would have done so much more for you. And he put me back into my body. Don't know how he put me back. When you die as a believer, it's an awesome feeling. You're leaving and you feel like a magnet is pulling you. And then you feel a door behind you closes. Like from eternity past, you go into eternity present. I felt the door behind me close me from, from eternity past. And I'm leaving and I saw my body there. And all that, the words, it wouldn't be my words. Like in 1999, it wouldn't be my words before I passed away. I said, you're bigger than my daddy, the devil. You show me tonight or leave me alone. And he, and the Lord took the Pepsi challenge and took me to hell and brought me back as a believer. So my encounter is not the church. My encounter was not with a pastor. My encounter was not with a car. My encounter was the living God. Amen. Was Christian and it easy for me? No, I've been to hell and back. But I will never leave the table because I had an encounter with him. And John, how did you I was a building. In my apartment, I just died like that. In 2000, 2019, March 11, I just died in my apartment. I closed my eyes. I said, I was going to take a nap. And I just died. And you know, amazing, when you put you back in your body, it's a mystery. You don't know how you get back in. And then when you get back into your body, it feels like my body felt like, you know, you can go to a Chinese joint and it starts your shirt too much. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like someone starts my shirt from, from a large to extra small. That's how my body felt. It was shriveled up. And then everything started to run again. I felt my blood system moving. I felt my heart moving. I felt the blood go into the veins and everything started to move again mechanically. And then I, I was back to normal a few minutes later. And, and I lost, listen, the devil attacked me. I, my cauterite came off my eyes with a demonic attack. I was blind. I was blind. I had two eye surgeries in 2021. I had two major eye surgeries to bring my sight back. I was completely blind. I had 2080 in my sight when it came back. So you know what 2080? You can see the big E and the little brother. And the little brother, that's what you see in the chart. I took a plane to California with 2080, sat on the JFK airport on a snowstorm for five hours. Couldn't see, 2080. Sat on the tarmac for five hours on a snowstorm in JFK. The snowstorm left, cleaned up the plane, took off another five and a half hours to California to pick me up because I couldn't see. And I cast out more demons that day, that weekend, and anything else with 2080. Because I don't, it's not the natural eye, it's the spirit. Amen. Seeing in the spirit. Because I promised him that I would do more for him if he released me here. And thank God he saved you. Thank God that you have these testimonies. And thank God that- Well, God, God loves the misfit. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So just tell us, what were ways that you use in that, uh, those of the occult uses now to trap us up. So we'll know what to do, uh, what to watch out for and how to use the name of Jesus against it. Because I know you mentioned sure. music, TV, um, you know, everything. So could you just share with us? They use, they use moments in your life. So you could search for your answer somewhere else. 
They use opportunities in your life so you can look you can look for the answer somewhere else. Desperate moments. Desperate moments in your life, right? There's things that happen in your life. I pray. My sister passed away in 2020. My sister, 29 years old, she passed away in 2020. 29 years old, she passed away. And I pray for her. I pray for many people that had cancer. They were healed. Four-stage cancer, my sister was healed. They find moments, the devil will find moments to bring accusation against God's character. And if you buy into that, if you drink the Kool-Aid, then you find, you try to find your answer somewhere else. And you know what's funny? The answer somewhere else is question marks. The answer in Jesus is the truth. Amen. So the devil will put moment in your life. That's why Christians backslide. Because in moments in your life, instead of waiting on God, you went to chase the question mark. You had the answer. You let the answer go. You went to chase the question marks. And this is what the devil does. Entrapments, setup, wiles and schemes and plot, hindering, delay, and blockages. Those are the ingredients that the devil use. Hindering, delay, blockages, and distraction. So you can be fed up. You could be, you could be discouraged. You could be tormented in those areas. And then you can give up on Christ. But Christ never give up on you. That's why I said, don't worry about Christ being on your side. He'll always be on your side. Worry about you being on his side. Would you give us you an example of, of what you just said? Say, for example, my sister died, 29 years old. My sister died. Uh, my sister died HIV, AIDS, right? My sister died. My sister was a foster kid. My mama adopted from a foster home. If she, my mom was not her natural person. She was still my sister because she grew up in a home when she was a baby. So she's still my genuine sister. My sister was supposed to live at the age of 16. Wait, listen, if you, go, if you look around the world and look at us, we foster kids. God came into the foster home of the world and adopted you. Because the Jewish people were the chosen one. We, we, were the, we were the foster kids in Jesus' kingdom. Jesus adopted us. He went to the foster home and wanted to get you and get me. He signed the adoption papers with the blood of his son. So my sister was adopted. My sister died 29 years old. And the devil was saying, see, you pray for people. And people got here from four-stage cancer. See, God answered you. Why would God let your sister die 29 with, my, with two little nieces, six and seven years old? Why would he do that? See, he will use a moment to torment you, to plague you, to question God. See, those are the moments that the devil will use. He'll bring the chaos. Either Jesus rejoice over you, or he'll weep over you for the decisions you make. Same with Lazarus. Lazarus died. Jesus didn't weep because Lazarus died. He wept because his sisters, I think they were Puerto Rican. Got a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Lazarus sister of Puerto Rican, right? They they accused them. They shamed them after they have a relationship with them because the threat hit the house. The devil used any threat that hit your house to bring shame to Jesus' name. And this is what they did. What were you? My brother died. You didn't come when we called for you. You didn't answer. My brother, would have, you would have been here. My brother wouldn't have died. My brother wouldn't have been healed. You see these accusations? And this is what the devil gets glory out of. Accusing the son of God, put him on trial. When he said, I'm the truth, the way, and the life. I'm the resurrection. I'm here with you today. How awesome is that? And Jesus grieved. His heart was broken. That the people he ate with and fellowship with and called them his best friend. Now they turn on him. And the devil wants you to turn on God in your worst moment, in your crisis. But be like, be like Paul and Silas. You will beat up, but you still know how to worship. Amen. Because there's always an 1159 moment in your life Amen. that God will show up and he'll shame the devil and you make him proud that he picked you. Amen. So what other advice would you give us 
um, on top of that. Build your relationship with God. I mean, you know what I do with my sister? I have, I have this thing called spontaneous prayer. Throughout the day, I'm busting out of prayer. I have no time to entertain the devil. I don't have time for distraction. I bust out of prayer throughout the day. It's like sneezing. You can't control cold. You sneeze at you sneeze anytime it shows up. I bust out of prayer. Bust out of prayer. I bust in a cap on the devil. Right? I bust out of prayer throughout the day. I built my relationship. I don't wait to get to my prayer closet. I am the prayer closet. Amen. Amen. So it doesn't matter the time of day, where you yeah. are, pray anywhere. Let me say something to you. This is what the devil does. Say, say for, I'm gonna use myself. I'm gonna use you. I get up at eight o'clock every morning. I'm gonna, I get up at eight o'clock in the morning. That's gonna be my prayer closet. The devil's waiting for you there, right? He already know your routine. Your routine is dry and your routine is dry and jacked up. The devil said, eight o'clock, I'll be there. I, matter of fact, I'll be there at 755. I'll wait for you in the prayer closet. And then when you sit in the prayer closet, you get these tractions, you get all these worries in your hand, you get these, uh, you get these thoughts in your head, you can't focus, you can't get in into, into your holies of holies because you're thinking about something else, your mind is not focused. The devil got you. He ain't no eight o'clock, he's gonna be there. So he did he's there at 745 waiting for you. He's drinking his he's drinking his Starbucks, waiting for you in the prayer closet. Make your prayer closet, your walk, wherever you go. Confuse the enemy. Don't let them know your timetable. Mm. So routine. Don't let them know your timetable. Don't be routine. Exactly. Don't be routine. Why would you want to be routine? Routine becomes dry. It becomes stagnant. It becomes stale. That's why you, you, that's why you can't pray. You, and then it becomes routine, becomes just, just a formula. It doesn't become an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I bust out my prayer closet throughout the day. I'm talking to God throughout the day. And another thing you need to learn how to do as a believer, and let me share some things. So you, I'm sharing these things so the devil won't have a grip on you. Stop going into the prayer closet with a list. Shut your mouth. Lord, speak. Speak, Lord. And wait on him. You shut your mouth, let him speak. Because the word from heaven will transform your life. But you go in there speaking and speaking and speaking and talking and chatting. You know about a chatter, Bob. You clutter. Talking, speaking, all this stuff. Dropping it like it's hot on the Lord, and then you run out your prayer closet, and two minutes later he was he was he was ready to speak to you. And you missed it. Oh, wow! Speak less because it's a one way street. Yeah, mm -hmm. speak less. Lord, speak first. Lord, speak. Mm -hmm. Put on some worship. Put on some worship. Get into the spirit. Get on. Lord, speak. Lord, Lord, I need to hear from you. I need to hear a word from you, Lord, for the day. Lord, speak to me throughout the day. Lord, hold my hand throughout the day. Let me feel your presence throughout the day. Lord, you know I'm in love with you. Lord, you know those prayer glasses that you got me 20 years ago. I still got them, Lord, because I don't. I got have every blessing you've given me. Lord, you're an awesome daddy. You do so much for me. What could I do for you today? How could I minister to your heart today, Lord? You don't have to minister to me. Let me minister to you today. Let me make you laugh. Let me let me let me let me let me let me tell let me tell your story. Let me minister to you today. We all want God to minister to us, but few of us minister to Him. Because we chase the hands, we don't chase the face. Okay. Stop chasing the hands. Gimme, gimme, my name is Jimmy. And chase the face of God. And your life will be transformed. My relationship with God is based on my heart. It's mm -hmm. not based on how I dress, what I look like, what I drive. I can drive a I, I can drive if I, I have a I have a nice car today. And I feel just as happy and blessed when I had a Nissan Rogue 2008. It doesn't define me. I'm grateful but it doesn't define me. It doesn't make me a better Christian. Amen. He does. And one thing, one thing I share, I leave you with this. Don't worry about the year changing. I hear Christians saying the year, oh, when the year changed, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Man, shut your mouth. You change. Forget the year. 
Forget the year. You need to change. You need to surrender. Stop giving God Ishmael. Give him Isaac. You give God your Ishmaels, but you don't give him your Isaac. You give him leftovers, but you don't give him the main meal. Like anybody can get an A. But now the job is if you can maintain it. Maintain that relationship with the Lord. Don't let it get dry. You know that you know, church is the worst place that I ever ever when I was in the when I was in the kingdom of darkness, when people mess with me, I did witchcraft. I kill your dog, I kill your goldfish, I kill your mommy, I kill your daddy. I put I put your daddy in the hospital. I put you in pain like you never seen it before. If you mess with me in witchcraft. There was one time, two times I shared this quick testimony. There was one time, and my boasting, I'm not sure how crazy I was. Because God can go and redeem your mind. God can redeem you from the crown of your head to your soul, your feet. Right? I went one time, there was I had a I had a Yorkie dog in, my, in the, the the condo I lived, and then they have they they $250 fine. Every time you uh you, you bring the dog, you had they know you had a dog, $250 a day. The, the, the security knocked on my door and the people, the three security guards, they said, John, we know who you are. We don't want to mess with you. We don't want to lose our job. So we came here. He's the one that's gonna talk this through cat. He came up here, I, I, I heard you're a witch doctor. I got an uncle. He's a witch doctor. I said, how many uncles you got? He said, I got, I got one. I said, well, by Thursday. I said, what day today? He said, Monday. I said, by Thursday, I have your life and your uncles. By Thursday, he was accused by statutory rape, was thrown on his job, was arrested with the witchcraft. I did them. I destroyed his uncle. I did all that by witchcraft. This is a, a moment I'm sharing with you. I did all that by witchcraft. The moment I'm just going to share this last one, I did all that by witchcraft. Last time I saw him, he was in a token booth selling tokens for New York City subway. Mm -hmm. Right. And then and one day I was living in an apartment with my wife when I got married in Halloween. I was living with her, my first marriage, the witchcraft marriage. I was living there. Some witch people showed up at my door at three in the morning to try to put witchcraft on my door because they owned the apartment. The lady that rented to, she acted like she owned the apartment. She subleased it to me. That was their apartment. They tried to put witchcraft on me, but they wanted the apartment back. I said, you're not going to get the apartment back. I rented from her. Go see her. I told them I put witchcraft on all of them. This is this is the demonic, despicable person. I, I put witchcraft on them. The people they they never came back. The 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 the, the devil told me they got beheaded. The devil told me witchcraft they got beheaded. And then the lady that was coming every month to collect the rent, she didn't come from one year. She didn't, she never came back. I lived there one year rent free. One year rent free. When I left the place, when I left the place, I saw her in the streets. Her mind was lost. She was collecting. Bottles, collecting bottles in the street like a homeless person. Oh this God. is the witchcraft that I know how to put on people. Mm -hmm. and, and what I'm what I'm saying with this, this is the this is this is too much is given, too much is required. Mm -hmm. When the church hurt me and Christian did a Ponzi scheme on me, I lost everything. I lost a house, I lost a car. I had to go to welfare and get full stamps, and I had to eat. I have ate pizza and Chinese food for three years. I didn't have money to pay rent. I had no money to buy clothes. I would walk out of the city and see people eating in a restaurant. I said, one day I'm going to eat there. And never did their Ponzi scheme. My brother called me up. My brother's in the world. He said, yeah, I got people. We'll go over there and take those passes. We'll beat them down, put them on the phone. I said, no, vengeance is the Lord. I left it like that. Listen, I'm saying this last story. I left it, went to the pain, the hurt, still preaching the gospel, still going to places on the train to get there, on the subway to get there, on the bus to get there, still preach the gospel. Never got angry with God, lost everything. Mm -hmm. And God, and, and I was thinking about letting my brother go out and beat them up. And the Lord said, if I've forgiven you much, <laughs> I was looking for scripture. The only scripture <laughs> I found was vengeance is the Lord and my brother's the rod he's going to use to beat those people up for, yeah. for doing what they did to me. No, but God said, you know what the Lord said? The Lord said two things to me. If I've forgiven you much, you forgive much. That's right. Amen. The Lord said to me. And the, the Lord said, if, you, if I've forgiven you much, you forgive much. The Lord said. 
and and I've I've released those people. I've released those people, and 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 I've released them. I've released them. I I my, I went to welfare to get full stamps. I'm still preaching the gospel. No car to drive, nowhere to go, train, bus to go preach the gospel. I never left the faith, never left the table. Psalms 23, 5. He prepared the table in presence of my enemy, and I'm going to sit there till he come back. And I never left. And the devil was laughing, mocking, come back to me. I, I'll take you back. We do a witchcraft on them. We destroy them. Come back to me. I said, no, I'd rather be homeless and Central Park in the box before I go back to the devil. Mm-hmm. And I still... Do it all through the pain and the hurt. I remember I was selling book, my, my first book. I was selling it. I walked from 45th Street, you know, my hand, west side, all the way to the up east side, crossed town on the rain, pouring rain, 25 degree weather, pouring rain. I walked because the money I had in my pocket, I saw like eight books, was for me to eat during the week. And when I got home, my box was drenched. My cardboard box was drenched at the books I had left. And the books were dry. And the books were dry. God kept me. God protected me. Her, I think Hazekar uh, Walker saw that song, God Favored Me. That song kept me throughout the night. That song kept me throughout the night. If I Hezekiah Walker, me. you said, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That song, God Favored yeah. Me, that kept me throughout the night. That song, so I could keep my mind right. I can't read my Bible for months because I was broken. It never left him, but he never left me. Amen. And God restored everything back to my life. And the last thing I share with you, couple of months ago, three months ago, I was walking down, two months ago, I was walking down 91st Street up here in uh, 3rd Avenue, and I was going to go into the pharmacy to buy something. The Lord said, that's so key to know the voice of God and have discernment. And the Lord said to me, don't go into the pharmacy, keep walking. I said, yes, Lord, I'll buy my stuff tomorrow. I'll keep walking. Three minutes later, someone was calling my name. And I looked back and I saw the guy crossing the street. He said, John, I want to ask for forgiveness for the things I did to you. If I would have went to the pharmacy, I would have missed that appointment. And I said to him, I've forgiven you a long time ago. He came to me in Atlanta. He said, could I go with you to Atlanta? He came, he flew in Atlanta. He saw the ministry that God put in my life. 5,000 people came to Atlanta. He saw how the people loved me, respected me. I prayed. He saw people wanted to take pictures with me. He saw what God has done in my life. Because... God has given me beauty for ashes. When they left me dead on the side of the road, the great Samaritan showed up and healed my wounds. Amen. And today I am with him. And two things have happened. I make Jesus Christ proud that he picked me. Amen. And another thing is going to happen. Hell will rejoice the day I go home with the Lord that I left the battlefield. Amen. And the last thing, I'm doing life with Jesus. No parole. I'm on death row. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. And I feel like there's a lot of Christians right now who are really feeling what you're saying right now. What would you give to those Christians who are lukewarm and don't realize they're lukewarm, but now are questioning and, and, you know, or maybe like who, how your brother in a way tempted you, you know, to beat up Mm -hmm. Christians who, to beat up the Christians (laughs) who did you wrong, you know, like your heart was was stuck on the word of God. Vengeance is mine. Vengeance is the Lord's, you know, vengeance is the mm-hmm. Lord. So how would you encourage those Christians right now who are lukewarm, but then they don't know they're lukewarm because they're walking one, like you said, their mixture, one foot in the world and one foot with the Lord. How would you encourage yeah. them? I, I would say to I, my brother and sister, I would say it's no shame. It's no, we're not, we're not saying anything here to put you down. We want to put you up. We don't, we want to wake you up from the reality of, uh, you know, the mixture. The, uh, some, maybe something hurt you. Maybe you got a divorce. Maybe 
you pray and God didn't show up here. Or maybe uh, you decided to uh, mix yourself up with things or you got sucker punched by the devil. Things happen. Time to get back up. Put Jesus first. Lord, I remember the love the, the, of the fire I had in me. I remember the zeal I had in me. Lord, I have lost that. I want it back. You know, repent from the things that you're doing. You know, you, I mean, even if you don't feel the whole Holy Spirit, we got common sense. You know what things you're doing are not right. You know, things you're practicing are not right. The things you mix up with is not right. If you know that if you were to look up in the Bible, it would be contradicting to the stuff you're doing that the word of God would say, that's not right. We need to come back to the Lord with repentance, with a forgive, Lord, forgive me. Lord, you'd have got a second chance. How many second chances God gave me? Plenty. You know, and, and I'm here today preaching the gospel because God is God's second chances. I think he, I, it's just amazing how God gets second chances when other people want to judge or bring out their brother to beat people up, mm. right? And, and God gets second chances. So I, I believe in my heart. Uh, I think, I, I believe in my heart. I just want to say a simple prayer for the lukewarm believers. So say, Father, in Jesus' name, wherever I'm at, I'm in the hall of pain right now, Lord. I'm going to have to push myself to the crowd to, to touch you, Lord, one more time, like the woman with the issue of blood. Just come to your senses, come to your right mind. Lord, heal my brother and sister that are lukewarm. Lord, that if they were to die today, they won't make heaven. But you're not according to me or my sister, according to your word. You say in your word that if you lukewarm in the book of Revelation, you spit us out. So, Father, I just pray right now in the name of I break every hindering, delay, block your distractions against them. I break every stronghold, every bondage against them, Father God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you go visit them right now where they are. Lord, you will touch them from the crown of their head, open eyes to see, ears to hear. And Lord, to speak the word of the Lord back into their life again. Father, the word brings healing. The gospel brings is the healing words of the Holy Spirit upon their lives right now. Lord, that whatever this, whatever the devil has brought deception, Whatever it was in schemes and plot, Father, bring truth into those areas. Facts, destroy the facts, because facts could be changed. But Jesus Christ is truth. I release the truth of God upon your life right now. I release the healing power of the Holy Spirit upon your life. I release the presence of God upon your life right now. They will saturate you, will visit you. They will give you dreams and visions of heaven in the relationship you have with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that everywhere you hurt, broken, fragmented, God will heal you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And John, could you pray one more time for those who are listening who do not know Jesus and they want to know him and they're convicted by what you're saying and Holy Spirit is tugging at their heart. Could you lead them to Jesus right now? Amen. You know, one thing I want to say to people, I want to say one thing to people. I want to say something about spiritual warfare real quick. Don't celebrate the quick fight that you win. David won a quick fight with the giant, but his enemy was on his blind spot, Saul. The devil always sent a the devil always send you a counterfeit fight in the front of you that is an easy fight, and the devil will be standing on your blind spot to sucker punch you. Have ask God for discernment, ask God for godly wisdom, godly revelation, and clarity in your spirit to walk with him so you could see the devil in your blind spot. And always finish the year strong. You know, it's not what you start the year. Finish the year strong. So when you go into 2020, there'll be a new season, a new opportunity, a new blessing, new open heaven for your life. And those that are listening to me today, you could be like a John Ramirez. I was a misfit. I'm still a misfit for Christ now. I'm a better misfit now that I'm in Jesus. But I was a misfit for the world. I had the best girlfriends. All my girlfriends were strippers. They were no ugly strippers. They're no, there's no fat strippers either. They might break the pole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I was, and, and, and I was living in vanity. I was living in fantasy. I thought the liquor, the best club, the best languages, the best music. I thought the best people, the pretty people, all that stuff. I thought that was going to fulfill me. It was going to make my life better. Witchcraft powers. 
uh, demonic power, demonic activities, witchcraft party. I went to demon church. I thought all that stuff was making my life complete until I met the man Jesus. And you know what you can do? I told this lady the other day, she told me I'm going to leave my husband. She said, I don't, I don't want to be with him anymore. He beats me up and he beats my mom up. I said, rightfully so, you should leave him. But give Jesus 30-day challenge. I said, you give Jesus the Pepsi challenge. Give him 30 days in your life. I said, Jesus, if you're real, I give you 30 days in my life. I promise you, you you'll, be the, you'll never regret that opportunity, that moment. Because that lady said that. She said, I'm going to leave my husband, but I'm going to give Jesus a 30 day. Two weeks later, she had, she had the most amazing restoration marriages in her life. Amen. She couldn't believe it. The restoration that God did in her life. All because she said, Lord, I'm going to give you one opportunity to touch my life. And God, God didn't touch it. God completed it. And same thing when I was in my bed in 1999, I said, you're bigger than my daddy, the devil, bigger than the world, bigger than my, 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 my hurts and pains. If you're bigger than my old DNA, my drunk dad, my witchcraft dad, if you're bigger than that, then you show me. And Jesus took me there and brought me back and he became my daddy. You know what's awesome about becoming my daddy? Jesus taught me how to be a real father to my daughter because I didn't have a role model. So today, me and my daughter, like peanut butter, we like peanut butter and jelly. We go together. See, because God, God restores and God multiplies. Whatever you think you lost, God will multiply back to your life. So give them the 30-day Pepsi challenge. Say, hey, you know that Puerto Rican jar remember? She said, give you 30 days Pepsi challenge. I'm just going to say the same simple prayer. Lord, forgive me for my sins. I know you. I'm a sinner. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. And I'm going to give you 30 days to show me who you are. Amen. And believe me, I promise you, if I don't meet you today, I meet you in heaven, Hallelujah Boulevard, around the Krispy Kreme, around the Chick-fil-A, that's where my house will be. Amen. As simple as that. John, <laughs> it has been a pleasure. It has been an honor. And just the wisdom that Man. you've shared with us, um, how the Lord brought you out and how you showed us ways uh, to prevent certain things and how to build our relationship with the Lord. And I, I love, and I, I really do like your, I don't want to call it salvation prayer, but it was the prayer to salvation, which you just gave. And it wasn't a science. It was simple just prayer. a simple It doesn't prayer. have, you know, you don't have to have a PhD. You just got to have an open heart. That's right. Right. That's right. Because you don't, God loves the mitzvah. You, you know, God loves the mitzvah. God, mm -hmm. you know, last thing I shared, God could have showed up to the elite of his day, right? Mm -hmm. But he showed up to shepherds in the field. The shepherds of the field was the worst job ever. No one wanted that job. To be a shepherd in the field at night. That was the night shift. He showed up to the people at the night shift. Mm -hmm. Right? Jesus could show up right in your apartment right now, whether you live in the project or you live in the penthouse. I pray for this man. He lived in a penthouse on 61st and Park Avenue. His penthouse, his apartment was $29 million. And he needed he needed Jesus too. Mm -hmm. And his and his maintenance fee, his HOA fee, and his apartment was twenty thousand a month. And he was broken, fragmented, and all he had his house was healing crystals. He thought that was going to fix his life. And I went to this apartment. The, the elevator, elevator went to his, opened up to his apartment. And I sat with him in the living room. And look, the living room was way bigger. His living room alone was bigger than my apartment. And I sat there because he was broken and fragmented. He needed Jesus too. And he lived in an apartment. It was $29 million. And he got healed, saved, and delivered. And today he go to church and he followed Jesus. Amen. So money can't make you. Big apartments can't make you, fame can't make you, cars can't make you, but Jesus Christ can make you. Yes, he can. Amen. Amen. Jesus Amen. can make you, the devil will break you. Choose Jesus. 
Uh, John, Amen. That's, it. That's a song right there. <laughs> <laughs> John, it is. It's it's fun interviewing well, you. We're going to do this again. <laughs> um, part two. Part two. Part two. <laughs> All right. Um, it's been a pleasure. Well, God bless you, my sister. It's an honor to meet you and bless your family. Happy, 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 blessed, blessed, happy, blessed, prosperous, nothing given, everything that I would say is a blessing that will overtake you and your family, your husband, your children. And I don't say happy holiday. I say Merry Christmas Merry to Christmas. you in your home. That's right. Merry Christmas and a great and amazing moment with Jesus in the new year. Amen. And your Merry show will increase. I see your show coming on, on one of them TV channels. You do. Thank you, John. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. I received that. See, power in words. Thank you Amen. so much, John. And it's, Amen. I mean, let's stay Amen. in contact. We'll do a part two sometime. <laughs> yes. It's always fun. Yes. Uh, it's, part it's two sometimes. Fun. It's the same. Well, you be blessed, my sister. You have a, a well. joyful day.